Hello, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, the lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just wanted to say thank you for joining us here online. It is our prayer that today's message would be helpful and meaningful to your life. If you're in the South Atlanta area, I would personally like to invite you to come to one of our services at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m., or 12 p.m. We are located at 4401 Highway 155 North in Stockbridge, Georgia. You may visit our website for more information about our church at www.sccview.net. Again, that website is www.sccview.net. I want to say it again. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Well, hello, everybody. How are you guys doing? Good. I'm so glad that you're here. Well, my name's Chesney, and I am the family ministry pastor here, and I am so glad to get to be with you today. We're starting a brand new series called I Love My Church. Don't you? I do. Amen. I love my church. I love God's global church, and I love this local church. I've kind of been a, a, growing up, a, I was a kid that always loved to be at church. Um, my parents were real involved in ministry. Uh, they were volunteers in the church, and so we would spend many a Saturday over at the church, um, you know, putting up, making classrooms look nice and that kind of thing for kids or whatever. And uh, I, so I really have fond memories uh, growing up of Easter egg hunts and um, fall carnivals, but one in particular uh, was very interesting to me, and that was that we had uh, a haunted house. I don't know why. It, it wasn't a haunted house that had like spiritual, a spiritual message, you know, throughout, like we do here with Tribulation Trail in our area. It wasn't like that. It was just a haunted house. And it was probably so not appropriate for church. I don't even know. But our, our music pastor dressed up like Dracula. And he looked like Dracula. And all the little kids would come through and he would open his cape and scare us all to death. And his wife was lying in the casket. And she was like breathing on purpose. Like when the little kids would walk by, she would breathe and scare us all to death. And so it was just amazing the things you remember. And it was so weird that I remember that. I don't know why. But it was just fun things that we did as kids. It's always made me love church. And so I hope that you do as well. I hope that uh, you will find here at this church one of the things that I love so much is our pastor has such a great vision, and not only a vision, but a plan. A plan for how to help us grow in our faith step by step. Now, I know many of you may be uh, the type of people that you like spontaneity. You like to kind of just live life as it happens, and that's okay. I'm married to one of those, and so I get it. But for the more important, maybe, things of life, I think it's, it's um, real important that we have a path, some steps to take in order that we may get from where we are to where we want to go. And so uh, maybe if you've been here five years or more, you may have seen some of the, the words that we use change a bit uh, from maybe longer statements to simpler statements. We've sort of coined a phrase lately called the core four. And you'll find these four words on the front of your program. You'll find these words on all of our publications. You'll find them on our website. You'll even find them hanging on our wall. 
And so we're going to take some time through this month of September to talk about our core four and how much we love our church. The first one that I want to talk with us a bit about today, well, let me go back. Before we get into that, let, let's talk about those four, four words and what they are. Can we do that? So let's fill those in on your outline. The first one that I want you to fill in is the word connect. Because we want to connect with God and his family. We want to connect with God and his family. The second thing that we want to do is we want to grow. We want to grow in God's character. Grow in God's character. The third thing that we want to do, the next step that we want to take, is the word serve, which is serve in God's church. And then lastly, the word share. Share God's message. So when we connect with God and his family, grow in his character, serve in his church, share his message with the world. And so the first one that we want to talk a bit about today is the word connect. Now, I know that you understand that connection in itself is a big deal. I mean, we really try our best to stay connected with people in our life a lot. Uh, most of the time, we do it through those phones that we carry around all the time everywhere. We can be connected to anyone at any time. And then as social media is more and more on the forefront, we are able to connect with people on Facebook. Just take that one, for instance. You can find people that you know. You can find people that you used to know. You can find people that you wish you didn't know, right? And so you can either, uh, you know, re friend request them or block them, whatever it is that you want to do. And so connection is a big deal. It was such a big deal that back in the book of Genesis, if you go and read there, we find, of course, Adam, our great-great-grandfather, and we find him in this perfect paradise. God has created a place that is so beautiful, a place that's perfect, with no sin. And yet God says something that is so intriguing. He says, it is not good for man to be alone. In this perfect place, God still found Adam lacking something. And so, of course, we know that he made Eve. And therefore, God was able to help people connect with him and connect with each other. And why was Adam lacking this? Why was it that he needed a connection? And the reason is because he was created in the image of God. And can I tell you today that God wants a connection with you? He wants a relationship with you. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. The first step in connection, I believe, is the most important step you can take, and that is connect with God. We mentioned that Adam did not want to be alone, and so God created Eve. And as they were there in the garden together, something happened. We know that temptation and sin entered the picture. And all of a sudden, Adam and Eve have, have committed the very first sin. And now, all of a sudden, this ideal relationship that God saw to, to have with his people was broken. It was disconnected. 
But God had a plan that through his son Jesus, he would take the punishment for our sin, and then all of a sudden, we can be reconnected. And so through that relationship of God sending his son Jesus, we can have a relationship with him. It was the reason that you and I were created. And so the first way I believe that we connect with God is that we confess Jesus as Lord. Confess Jesus as Lord. Paul talks a bit about this in Romans 10, verses 9 and 10. He says, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be what? You will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified or made right, and it's with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Now, this verse gives us some insight into salvation and how it comes to us in our lives. That we are to confess that Jesus is Lord. And then secondly, we are to believe in our heart. And I think that there is a difference, and I know that you will find this as well. We all know people that say things and don't do anything about it. Have you ever heard somebody say something and not do anything about it? We probably have been guilty of that ourselves, that we maybe find someone on Facebook that we had met or known from before, and then we come together again and we say, oh, we should go out to lunch. And we never do, do we? We say things that we mean to do, but we don't do them. And so there is a, a disconnect, if you will. If we say Jesus is Lord, but we don't believe it in our heart and then do and act on it, then we don't have the entire picture of salvation. In fact, Jesus said it this way in Matthew 7 and 24. He says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on what? He goes on to say that people who are unwise are those who hear but don't follow. They don't do or act on what they hear. And it's like people that build their house on sinking sand. The foundation is weak. They've built their lives on their own ideas or their own ways or their own thoughts. And the foundation isn't sure. So I'd ask you today, what is your life built on? Is it the sure foundation of Jesus Christ? Or is it sinking sand? Your own thoughts, your own ways, your own desires. I'd like to give you an opportunity today, before we go any further, to make your first connection with God if you've not done that so far in your life. Or maybe it's been a long time, and it's time to come back. So today we've prepared for you in your program a prayer. And I'm going to read this prayer. You don't have to say it out loud, but I'd love for you to read it along with me in your heart. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand or stand up. Just going to ask you to say this prayer, believe in your heart, and then begin to act on what God's word asks you to do. It says this, Dear Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. 
I trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Guide my life and help me to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. If you made that decision today, there's just one thing that I would ask you to do. And that is just a mark on the back of your connection card. Today, I choose to become a follower of Jesus Christ so that we can pray for you, so that we can send you some material to help you on your journey. There's another step after confessing Jesus as Lord, and that is baptism. Maybe you're here today and you'd say, you know, I was saved a long time ago, but I've never been baptized. Or maybe I was baptized as a child and just didn't live up to that baptism. I would encourage you to be re-baptized. On September 27th, we're going to offer you an opportunity to do just that. Do you know that in Scripture, there was never a time when someone committed to Jesus and the baptism was delayed? That it was always right away that they professed Jesus and then identified to the world that they were on God's team. And that's what baptism does. Jesus even commanded it in Matthew 28 and 19. He says this, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So I'd encourage you today, if you need to be baptized, go ahead and mark that on the back of your connection card. So I believe the first way that we connect to God is confessing Jesus. And the second way that we connect with God is through continual worship. Continual worship. Now you say, wow, what is continual worship? How am I supposed to worship 24 hours a day, 7 days a week? Well, let's talk about that. I know we talk about coming to church every Sunday. And today, we've, we've, one of the ways that we worship God is through singing and listening to the word and being around each other and and I know that we talk about reading and praying every day that's a big deal but how do you worship continually well can I tell you today the definition of worship that's very simple and it's this worship is a life lived out to please God worship is a life lived out to please God in fact, Romans, Paul tells us what worship is and how to, how to worship. He says, use your whole body every day as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. So in my vertical relationship with God, in my vertical connection with God, I'm to do every day that that pleases God. That's how I can worship continually. You know, worship is just an act of doing what I do because I love God and not doing some things because I love God. Pastor Jeff wrote a book. It's called uh, The Next Steps as a Follower of Christ. It's fantastic. In fact, you can pick up one at guest services for just five bucks. But in that book, he talks about worship as it relates to marriage, that there are things that we do for our spouse because we love them, and there are things that we don't do because we love them. I'm married to Danny, and there are things that I do for him because I love him. Sometimes when he's running behind, I might help him by ironing his clothes. Sometimes when I'm in the grocery store, I know that he likes blueberry Pop-Tarts and Crunchberry Captain Crunch. The breakfast of champions, 
right? And the supper of champions sometimes if you live at my house. So there are things that I do because I love him, and there are things that I don't do because I love Danny. Like punch him. <laughs> when he slurps and crunches the cereal so loud that it cracks the walls in the house. It drives me nuts. So there are things that we do for each other and things that we don't do. Why? Because we love each other, and, and the same is with God. Worship is a life lived out that pleases him. You know, one of the things that we can relate uh, worship to is worry. And you say, well, how is that possible? How many of you in the room would just be honest with me and say, I am a worrier? Okay, two hands, me too. I'm a worrier. I, uh, the spiritual way to say that is concerned. I'm always concerned. You know, the Bible tells us don't worry about anything. But I do worry, and I have to ask Jesus to forgive me for that. But if we can turn our worry into worship just by, what is worry? It's just repeating in my mind the things that I'm nervous about over and over and over again. Saying to myself the worst that could happen. Repeating conversations that I've had with someone over and over and over. The same with complaining, isn't it? It's over and over the same thing that we don't like in our lives things that we wish we could change, but if we could turn worry and complaining into worship, what would that look like? Repeating what God is able to help us through. Repeating to ourselves how God is going to help this situation be better. Repeating to us what God's Word actually says about the situations that we're facing. That is turning worship and our worry around into worship and are complaining into worship that is what continual worship is all about now i think that if we get this uh horizontal relationship with god through confessing jesus and continual worship that's the most important relationship but there's also uh, vertical relationships and there's also horizontal relationships there's horizontal relationships that we have to have on this earth in order to grow and be all that God wants us to be. Why? Because he's not called us just to believe. He's also called us to belong. And so we're going to talk now about the horizontal relationship. Number two, my next connection is to connect with God's family. I'm to connect with God's family. Can I tell you that God moves not just through a verse, relationship with him but also in a horizontal relationship with others think about the prayers that you pray think about what you ask God for think about the miracles in your life that you want to happen I would I would think if we'd be honest that 99% of all the prayers that we pray are probably answered through others I know people that have come here to this church They've connected with God's family. They begin to talk to people, learn about people, get to know people. They need a job all of a sudden. And now they've made a connection, and they go, and they interview, and they have a job. I know people that are hurting that come here. They find people that are going through some of the same issues they're going through. They find hope. 99%, I believe, of all the miracles that we need in our life will come through others. Many times, if there are no connections being made, 
There are no miracles. And so I want you to keep that in mind, that it's not just a vertical relationship, although that's the most important relationship in our life, but the horizontal relationships that we need as the body of Christ propel us up in our relationship with God. So how do we do this? How do we connect with God's family? I think the first thing we have to do is to commit to partnership with the local church. Commit to partnership with the local church. Do you know that when the word church was used in in the scripture in the New Testament, most of the time it's referring to a visible local body of believers. I love God's global church all over the world, but there is a visible and local body of believers that we are to be connected to. Paul wrote about this in 1 Corinthians 12. This is what he said. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. All of you together are God, are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. So Paul here illustrates how our human bodies mirror God's church, his, uh, his Christ's body. So we have our bodies and we have members. This is where we get the idea of membership. We have the members of our body, our arms, our legs. If I were to cut off my hand and put it over there on the corner of the step, my body would be crippled, wouldn't it? Even though my hand is within the vicinity of my body, it still does me no good. The hand is going to die because it's not attached to the life of the body And my body is not going to function the same ever again. Now, here's another synopsis that he used. My eye can't be my hand. And my hand can't be my eye. I would look really funny like that, wouldn't I? Every role matters. And every person has a role to play. See, just coming and being a part in the vicinity of the church, being near the church, sitting among us, is great, but it does us no good just because you're close. We need attachment in order for our body to work the way God intended, it, intended for it to work. I can't be all I can be as a member of this church if you're not all that you're trying to be as a member of this church. We go up together, and guess what? We hold each other back together too. So I'd encourage you today. Maybe you've been here two or three months and, or more, and, and you need to check out what the vision and where this church is headed. And I'd encourage you to sign up for Discovering SCC on the back of your connection card. It's a class that you can take. You can hear Pastor's Heart. You can hear where our church is headed. And you can decide if this is the local, visible congregation that you are to be attached to. You can make that decision at that class. So I hope that you will do that. I think the next way that we can connect to God's family is to cultivate community in groups. Not only are we to be attached to a local congregation and partner, but we can cultivate community through groups. Do you know that over 2,000 years, God's church has been meeting in groups? Look at what Acts 2.42 says. This is the early church. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, and to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And where did they do this? 
they broke bread in their what? And ate together with glad and sincere hearts. We've put something inside your program today. It's called our Connect Group Catalog. It's probably a green or, or blue sheet of paper. And on there, we've described as best we can every Connect Group that's going to be offered this fall. Now you say, what is a Connect Group? Well, a Connect Group is 10 to 12 people that meet for about 10 weeks to discuss maybe what we're talking about on Sunday mornings. That's, for the most part, what our fall session is going to be about, message-based. And then we're also going to offer financial peace. Now, you can find any type of group that fits you, a men's group, maybe a women's group. You can find people that are in the same stage of life that you're in, people that are going through what you're going through. Now, do I say that these connect groups are perfect? Are they problem-free? Um, do I promise that you'll find your best friend forever? Maybe not. But here's what I can promise you, is that you'll find support. You'll find people that will pray for you every week. You'll find people that when you're going through hurt or loss, they'll be there for you. That's what you have the opportunity to find in a connect group. And so I hope that you will look through that catalog and over this month that you will make a decision about what group you want to be a part of. I'm so excited to get to show you a testimony today of a couple that's in my personal connect group and I want you to hear their story. Hi, I'm Peter, and this is my wonderful wife, Courtney. Um, we've been coming here to Stockbridge Community for uh, almost two years now. Um, we've been married for uh, a little over seven years, um, and today we'd like to take some time and talk to you about how connecting with the church has uh, really changed and impacted our lives. Peter and I have joined various connect groups throughout our membership at Stockbridge Community. We've done financial peace, we've done message-based connect groups, and they've all had a great impact on our lives. Um, the message-based groups have just been wonderful. We've made some lasting friendships in the connect groups. We've made friends who are now like our family, friends who we talk to on a daily basis, friends that we get together with outside of the connect groups. Um, we've made friends with our, our children have made friends through the connect groups that we've joined. So they've had a tremendous impact on our lives. We've not only joined the message-based groups, but we've also led the message-based groups. And it's just been a wonderful experience. We really enjoyed leading the groups. Um, the, the connect groups have really been good for us. Um, it, it's been great to be able to connect with um, you know, for me, other godly men, but as us as a couple, um, to be able to connect with other godly couples and, you know, sometimes talk about problems we may or may not be having um, and, and problems we face as a community in the world. Um, it's just been a great impact in our lives to be able to talk with like-minded people. Um, and, and it's really helped us in, in our walk with Christ and, you know, with, with, with our marriage together. Um, really has helped bring us together as a family, um, really putting God as the center of our relationship um, for the entire family. 
one of the biggest impacts that the Connect groups have had on our lives is the fact that we've found prayer partners in our Connect groups. Whenever we've had a problem, we've made wonderful friends that we can go to and that we have been able to ask to help us out by praying for us. And it's just such an amazing feeling to know that we have ourselves praying, we have family praying, but then we have this this group of friends that have our backs and are praying for us. And we've seen so many of the things that we've prayed for the past few years come true. I have been praying for a job, and because of one of the connect groups that I joined, I was able to get hooked up with other people, and I got a job teaching at Hope Academy, which is something that I absolutely love. So because of the connection and the friends that I made, I now have a job, and I'm just so excited by that. To keep God as the center of our family, connect groups will be something we will be continuing. Um, it has had such a great impact in our lives. Um, and we've come a long way since joining Connect Groups. Um, I highly encourage anyone that's not currently participating in Connect Groups to seek out a Connect Group, um, and it'll, it'll change your life. Can we give them a hand? That is just so fantastic. Finding God answering prayer through a Connect Group through people in their life that they've met, finding prayers answered. I want to encourage you today to make sure you check your connection card about a connect group, and let's look at what God promises us in Matthew 8, 18 and 20 for those that will join or be connected to a small group. Look at what it says. For where two or three have gathered in my name, I am there in their midst. Two or three people God is there. I hope that you will understand today that connection is not just a vertical relationship with God, although that's the most important relationship, but that it's a horizontal relationship with other people. Partner through your local church. Partner with a group of people that can pray for you, can know when you're sick, can speak into your life. I hope that you'll make all these relationships a priority. I love my church, don't you? Amen. I hope that on the back of your connection card that you will state with me that I will do my best to connect with God and his family as a next step today. I'm going to pray for you, and when I do, as this song begins, there's going to be prayer partners here, and I'd encourage you to come pray with someone if you have a prayer in your life that you would like to connect with someone to believe with you. So let's stand and let's pray together. God, we love you. We thank you for your love for us. We thank you for this great church. We thank you, Lord, for the vision and the leadership. And we ask, Lord, that you would help us to connect with you and your family. God, help us grow in your character, to serve in your church, and to share your message with everyone around us. We pray for unity, we pray for health, and we pray for prosperity for your people. And bless those that are attaching themselves to the body of Christ. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray, and we can all say, Amen. I hope you enjoyed the mess today. I would like to stop right here 
and offer an opportunity for you to say a special prayer. If you're listening today and you're not a Christ follower, I would encourage you to pray this prayer. And it simply says this, Dear Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Guide my life and help me to do your will. If you prayed that prayer today, would you email me? My email address is jeffdawes1 at sccview.net. The spelling of my name is J-E-F-F-D-A-W-S, the number one, at sccview.net. Again, thank you for joining us today. And by the way, if you'd like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church that others may hear the good news of Jesus, I would challenge you to go to our website at www.sccview.net and click the Give link at the top of the web browser. And there's many ways that you can give there. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. It is our pleasure to come to where you are and share the gospel. God bless you.